0: Welcome to Despirituality. We're doing a series called Quiet Times That Work. And I actually think I got my producer, Nathan, excited about it. Yes, very much so. Quiet Times That Work. Over the next several podcasts, we're going to tackle, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, the interesting, innovative, and what I believe will be an inspiring theme called Quiet Times That Work. And one of the core things about Quiet Times That Work is they ask three questions How am I doing spiritually? How are my friends doing spiritually? How are we changing the world? I know that last question is kind of big, but we ought to be big. If we have faith in God who moves mountains, Matthew 17, then we should be able to believe that we can change the world. Maybe our next-door neighbor's world, maybe our community or city's world, maybe uh, the workplace, uh, the world we're there. But we should think that way, either by doing good or inspiring faith. Previous episodes have talked about things like The Older Christian's Guide to Reading the Bible, which if you haven't listened to that, I'd encourage you to listen to it. It's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Uh, and it uh, talks a lot about uh, uh, how, after you've been a Christian for a while, uh, we can lose our, sp- our spirit of, of, of adventure uh, and our uh, interest in or excitement about reading the Bible. Not only have we been talking about uh, Quiet Times at Work based on the Older Christian's Guide, but we now have a set of Quiet Times at Work that are going to be about overcoming anxiety because um, anxiety is in the news. Uh, it's in the publications. I know I've, been, I've read uh, even recently... Uh, several books with either chapters or the whole book is about anxiety. And spiritually speaking, uh, the Bible has a lot of answers for that. And so, first off, our our, our guest today on spirituality is uh, Ray Kim, and he's going to be talking about why am I so high-strung? Five signs your anxiety is owning you. So, Ray, the first thing I want to ask you, because you've been doing the work on this, is... is uh, what does it felt like to to be working on and studying out this subject? Well, first of all, I was trying to figure out why I was uh,
1: doing this topic, because I'm not really that high-strung, no. You, mean, <laughs> I'm just you,
0: you sound like you were
1: assigned the topic. Well, it's funny, because it's been something that's been coming up in different talks, especially uh-huh. my wife's been bringing up, hey, you just seem stressed or tense. And and uh, finally, when I you know heard about this topic and did it, I was like, oh my gosh. You heard
0: is- about it? Well, I heard about it. There was a part in my the- memory of it is <laughs> my memory of it is that we were having a discussion about anxiety, and and people were said, "Hey, which one would you like to talk about and, and take a look at?" Was that not how it happened? Oh, yes, yes. So geez. you have you have anxiously <laughs> recreated what happened. <laughs> That's sign number you, one: you delusionalism. Picked, <laughs> you you picked this to investigate yeah. and study. Yes. This is a guy. Okay, this is a guy who's picked the anxiety lifestyle. Who's trying to deny now that he has the anxiety lifestyle perfect perfect, do you guys remember what movie that's from it's It's a sad part of the movie no. perfect last samurai, the end of it when the guy dies, he looks at the uh the cherry blossom petals and uh, it's it's how he had envisioned his sacrifice, yeah kind of kind of tense, but anyway, all jokes aside, so tell me what scriptures. Kind of are are underpinning this study for you, man. Actually, it was um, the whole book of
1: Philippians was a, a big one. But which sp- was
0: like which specific ones? I mean, uh,
1: especially Philippians four. I'll read in verse four. This is the uh, Amplified Classic. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, gladden yourselves in Him. Again, I say, rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. Do not fret. ...or have any anxiety about anything, but in in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, definite requests, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God, and God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace, which transcends all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. There was a lot there in that passage. But the biggest thing, I approach it more because recently I've in different talks, I've also been shown how I have a lot of deep selfishness that also undermines a lot of my relationships. But what I realized was that from this passage is that my anxiety has a lot to do with why I am selfish in relationships and vice versa. They kind of go hand in hand for me. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that by, if I perform right, if I get a lot of people's attention or acclamation about what I do and who I am, right. that's what's going to get me that sense of security, peace, or that, as this scripture talks about, uh, a tranquil state of soul. Uh-huh. However, what I find myself is I'm just more exhausted. Exhausted. Uh, trying to always try to get all that peace, all that security from people and uh-huh. from performance. Okay. And so, one of the first things I figure, what I learned from doing the study was uh, a sign that I'm, uh, that anxiety is owning me, is that I'm tired all the time. And it's not, I'm tired all the time, <laughs> but it's not physical. I yeah. want to say it's I'm physical. not sure. much from anxiety. <laughs> I think
0: it's from a lack of sleep, but yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> but I think emotionally tired, meaning like I can have. So a, let me ask yeah. a
0: question. And and what translation was that that you read? That was the amplified classic. Uh, Amplify classic. Larry Bird's a classic. Michael Jordan's a classic. Who's your favorite actor, by the way? Oh man, my favorite actor.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to Bruce Lee.
0: Bruce Lee. Yes. Wow, I like Bruce Lee, but Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington. You know. I like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. He's 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 good. He's good. He's good actor. Good action. Looking guy. Looking for the next uh, Top Gun guy. movie. Yeah. Okay. What's What's the coolest character you've ever seen in a movie? Like, you know, that has that, that peace and calm and cool. You know, when I was a, a kid, we used to say, cool, calm, and collected. That was, our, that was our little phrase. Who's the calmest character you've seen in a movie, or some of them?
1: Calmest character. Yeah,
0: coolest, calmest character. Just that guy that's like, wow. Morpheus. Morpheus, you like him. Yes. How about this one, Jason Bourne? Oh, yes. Mm, he's <laughs> How about sweet. This? How about this, James Bond? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about um, Cool Hand Luke? Cool Hand Luke. Who played that part? Tell me his name and Ray will give you $30. <laughs> oh, man. I'm face totally and Paul Newman. In your face. And what does Paul Newman the, make? The salad dressing guy. Bang. Paul you know it. Dressings. You got it. You got it. Ray will give you $10. Um, so uh, uh, who's another cool character in science fiction? Spock. Bam. That's right. That's right. And some people say that's because he had no emotions, but that's not true. It's not true he had no emotion. It's that the way they managed their emotion was with logic. Therefore, his emotions were under control because there are episodes of Star Trek in the first seasons that uh, he has some emotional instances during certain periods of his life. You gotta go back and watch, you know about that, yep. but I've watched it many times. The reason I ask you about that is because I think sometimes when people focus on anxiety in their studies, it seems like they get more anxious. And they start thinking more about anxiety. And one of the challenges, I think, spiritually is to think about the positive mm-hmm. as opposed to think about the negative. Yes. And so it seems like you've nailed down that when you get anxious, you get exhausted and you're selfish and you and you seek accolades or praise or whatever. That's right. But what does your life look like in the positive when you're not anxious? Because it says, why am I? So for, actually, I should ask you, what are your five signs that anxiety is owning you? OK, so I'm going to go through these This. This is just from my own life that I, and the scriptures I studied. Well, I'm glad it's uh, not from watching my
1: life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> your own life. Stay in your own life, not my life. Um, I was going to say uh, emotionally tired all the time is number one. All right, all right. Emotionally um, tired. So two, fatigue. Yeah, fatigue. Two, excessively worrying. There's worrying and then there's this excessive worrying. What's that worrying. look like? Excessive worrying is um, not only worrying, It's it could be like... Um, the simple thing is the other day, Amy and I were like, hey, what should we make sure our son eats? Because he's, he's a very picky eater. Uh oh, I'm feeling guilty right now. And I'm I, am, thinking, I am too. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, we can go this place, this place, this burger, this kind, get there. But then when I get there, I'm like, then I start worrying more of, okay, I'm getting the food, but what if he doesn't like it? What if he's going to react? And then that goes to, well, then what's that going to lead to the rest of our evening going to be like for dinner? All that's excessive because I just start off with just, what does my son want for dinner? (laughs) Yeah, And and that, so that ends up being also.
0: So excessive worrying is letting one worry trigger continual worry. That's right. So the, the initial worry is you never let go of it. Is that what it is? That's right. All right. Okay, good. What, What number was that? That was number two. Number two. I'm liking these so far. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Kickstart Your Quiet Time newsletter. If you
1: want to begin your day by reading the Bible, but you're unsure of where to start, we've got you covered. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we will deliver a handcrafted quiet time to your inbox to kickstart your mornings with God. Head on over to deepspirituality.net to sign up for our newsletter. That's it. Simple enough. That's deepspirituality.net and sign up for the Kickstart Your Quiet Time newsletter today. Now, back to the show. Uh, number three, as a test my, from my wife here. Um,
0: so, your wife told you to put this one in? Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> are, you, are, are you blaming your wife? Was, how, do, how do I know your wife didn't do all of this? <laughs> how do I know you're just not reading it? <laughs> yeah. Your wife, I just wife changed the author's Your behavior. wife wrote it, said, Here, Ray, go read yeah. this, and read it as a confessional. Can you get in a box and just close the little thing and then just confess it? All right, sorry. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> yeah. This is number three, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, easily agitated and irritable. Easily agitated and irritable. Now, now that 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 one's hurt me as little well. That hurt me a little bit. And it's
1: because, uh, I mean, there's there's one thing where my wife asked me a question. Hey, Ray, did you remember to make this call? Or hey, did you? Hey, can you help me get this at the at the grocery store on the way home? Yeah. And I'll be like, I'm just driving great, sure. But if I'm running late to something and I get that call,
0: instant agitation well why why are you asking me this now <laughs> we could have talked about it later or so let me ask you a question do yeah. you get more agitated in those situations or when cal's playing football <laughs> you sorry had to go there. just had to you bring had to that up i just had to bring that up i had to bring that we up just to back. check it out <laughs> i'm sure you'll team. come back academically <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure about it. athletically you have a good coach yeah um, i like him so so this is very interesting yes so what you're talking about there is escalating agitation yes, that that just like the worries can pile on top, mm-hmm. it seems like a consistent thing about what you see about the fine signs of anxiety is that everybody experiences the initial trigger, but it's what you do after you get the initial trigger with your anxiety that determines whether it's owning you or not. Does That's that right. make sense? Yes So a lot of people might sit there and go, "I'm worried, will my kid eat this food if I go buy it?" Some people, like me) <laughs> I'll go buy it. If my kid doesn't need it, I'll eat it. <laughs> anxiety dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Solution. Yeah, I have a solution. Now, my kid's starving, but I'm really happy. Uh, so, so, but, so it seems like that's one of the keys that you're hitting on is if you're a person who's having difficulty stopping your anxiety on first base. Right. And you're going to second base, third base, and home every time you have anxiety, you may be hitting a home run, but it's an anxiety home run. Yeah, and so the key is to be patient at the plate and not overreact to the first pitch, and then not feel like you gotta run all around the bases every time something happens. That would be my baseball analogy. Shout out to the Nationals for winning the World Series. Yes, but- well, and you just said being patient at the at the plate.
1: What I find is I don't ha- in those moments because I'm just drowning in anxiety and worry. I need other help to help me. Like a coach or okay. a friend saying, okay. "Hey, okay, just be patient. Wait yeah. for the next ball. Yeah. Wait for the next pitch." Yeah, and that's where I really need uh, spiritual friendships, conversations, my wife, especially quiet times where I have to like slow down and say, "Oh, okay, I just have to be patient." How does it? a quiet time slow you down? It makes me have to stop and think about the things that goes to one of the other signs. Let's go to it. Um, the, another one is prone to avoidance. Mm. Because I'm so anxious, I try to avoid anything else that might add to the full bucket of anxiety. Okay. So what a quiet time does for me is makes me have to stop and empty everything out with God or uh, write some of the, the 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 most top dominant thoughts in my in my heart, in my mind. Yeah. And to stop and think, okay, what does God think about this? Or okay. what does what is driving all this in my, on a heart level? Okay. Um, and that's why I need, whether it's definitely my time with God, but also friends to say, hey, you're missing something here or you're avoiding something. Why?
0: So, you're, so, so with, with an, an underlying thing here with you is that if you're a person who has anxiety or and feels anxious, and we're not, again, I want to make a disclaimer here, we're not, this is not a therapeutic discussion. If you have a mental health issue right. or a challenge in this area, you should be consulting a professional. And, and, and making sure that you get the help you need because um, while I absolutely believe and we absolutely believe, any of our guests will absolutely believe the Bible and God can change your life with regard to your anxiety, it is not a replacement for someone who has a clinical challenge that uh, requires medical attention. So we want to make sure we have that. Uh, you may hear this again uh, in some of the other ones as an introduction to these uh, as a disclaimer. Um, and we, we, we think uh, everybody can do great in their mental and emotional health. That's right. Uh, if they get the help they need, and we think the complements of uh, uh, therapy and and script and, and God and Scripture, those two together are an unbeatable combination. Uh, so coming on back to uh, the thing, what number was that that we're on? That was four. That was number four. What's number five? Uh, five. This <laughs> this one got me. Uh, you're consumed with perfectionism. So you're saying the other four didn't get you? No. That- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you said this one got me. So basically the first four were Amy's input to yeah. you. You ignored all of them. You thought up one of the five. Yeah. You came up with one of the five and that's full, the one that got disclosure. you. That's right. I no. get it. I get it. I get it. Go cow. Go bears. Yeah, right. Go right to the bottom of the pack 12. Okay. Uh, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So what's number five again? Consume with perfectionism. What's that mean?
1: Um, a lot of times I have I have pride in myself thinking, Oh, I'm truly trying to get this perfect because I really think I have a standard of excellence that's driving me to make something great, make a make a paper great, make this great. What's really driving me is anxiety of if this isn't perfect, what are people going to think about me? Oh, what does it say about me? Wow. Oh my gosh, just shows how much I'm, I'm still way uh, at this level than the top level I thought I should be at. So a lot of times my perfectionism is not necessarily driven because I have this great noble motive of, I really want something to be great. It's about if I can get this all under my control and get together, then people are going to say this or I'm going to look like this or this image that I've always wanted to have yeah. is going to be a reality. So let me just perform and work hard to make this thing perfect. Do
0: you think some of the perfectionism, and I've got that too, uh, full confession, do you think some of the, uh, the perfectionism that you, you, haven't, you haven't really dealt with it in your life because up until now it's been useful? For instance, you got into Cal, which is according to what you posted on Facebook, is yeah. the number three school in the world, something like that? It was number one
1: internationally in its uh reputation and graduate programs and then number four in the
0: nation. Wow, wow, that's pretty good. So to get in there, you had to be perfect you had to have a little perfectionism right yeah, right right So sometimes what happens is the things that that are driven by anxiety work for us, and that's why we don't deal with them right that's what i that's what I find in my life sometimes that yes. that drive, that fear has worked for you. And so when you when you start living life, you get a little older, you start going, wait a minute, it's not working for me. Can you just read through those five in order just one more time before we close out the podcast? Yeah, the first
1: one is uh, emotionally tired all the time. Good. Number two is uh, you're excessively worried. Okay. Uh, number three is we're easily agitated and irritable. Beautiful. Number four is we're prone to avoidance. Go cow. And number five, we're consumed
0: with perfectionism. Go blue. That's Michigan. <laughs> yes. Perfect. So let me ask you this. You uh, said Book of Philippians. Yes. Um, and you read a passage out of Philippians 2, I believe. Uh, that was uh, Philippians 4. Philippians really. 4. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So what, what's in Philippians 1, 2, and 3 that, I mean, you said people should read the whole book. Why? Yes. Uh, Philippians 1 focuses on
1: who God is, that God is a God of peace.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: And the first thing I saw is the more anxious I am.
0: Let's I'm, go to chapter yes. 2.
1: Okay, Uh, chapter 2 was that um, it's God's power, God's energy that works in you to accomplish his purpose in your life. Oh, okay. Not human strength, not human effort. Oh, okay. What's number 3? And then Philippians 3 was how Paul was talking about, hey, I'm not trying to go after being perfect. I'm actually trying to strain forward to learn and to become who
0: God wants me to be rather than trying to be perfect now. Wow. Wow so are you gonna um, write a, a, a post or create a study or something that we can post on on the, on the site so people can get this uh, in print form as well as podcast form Yeah I'm gonna I'm uh, working on a, a studying an article and uh, it's almost done but
1: um, excellent yeah so we're looking forward done. to yeah. it.
0: thanks Ray for coming on DeSpirituality. you can uh, find our podcast at net. you'll be able to find the quiet times that work series will be there. And we hope uh, you'll uh, be able to put this to work work in your own life. I know I'm going to be putting some of it to work, especially that perfectionism part. I don't know if I can beat it today, but I got to (laughs) get after that. Thank you, Ray, for all your work. No, thank you for having me.